Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host. And today on the show, we have John Bevere. And he's talking to us about multiplying your God-given potential. So many times, and he says this at the beginning, when we hear somebody has a God-given call on their life or a God-given gift, we think, oh, that person's meant to be up on the stage and preach and teach and maybe sing and worship lead or, or whatever it might be. But there are so many gifts that God gives. It might be funding the kingdom. It might be administration. It might be, you name it, being a soccer coach, being a football coach, being a teacher. There's so many gifts that God has given us in where, wherever station we are in life. Wherever God has called us to be, we have a gift to multiply our God-given potential. It is our call to multiply that gift that God has given us. Here's John. I want to open up this message with a question. I want you to be really honest with yourself when I ask you this question. But when you hear somebody make a statement to you, he or she has a call of God on their life. Where does your mind go? I'm going to tell you where most of the Western church goes, their mind goes, when they hear that question. They think, oh, that man, that woman is called to be a pastor, stand on a platform and preach and teach, called to be a worship leader, maybe go to the mission field. And it's always in regard to full-time pulpit or worship ministry. Well, I want to challenge that. You know, we read in the scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, 8, 9, and 10. This is a scripture that every one of you is familiar with. We all have memorized probably this scripture, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. Now, Almost every Christian knows that scripture, but why is it we always leave off verse 10 when we're quoting this portion of scripture? Because verse 10 starts out with the word for. For means because of this. It is a conjunction, which means the thought process is not through. For you, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Now listen to this, to do. Everybody say that with me, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So you know what that tells me? We all have a call of God on our life. Every single one of us, no matter what sphere of life, no matter what sphere of vocation that we go into, there is a calling on our life. And God has given us gifts to accompany that calling so that we can manifest that calling in our life. Let me give you a little story that happened to me a few years back. It was about six, seven years ago. I was in Los Angeles. I was going to speak on a Sunday morning at the Los Angeles Dream Center. One of our partners, everybody in the United States, I think, that plays golf, that is a partner of ours, knows John Bevere loves to play golf. Well, he called me and said, hey, would you like to play Riviera, which is one of the most famous golf courses in Southern California? I said, absolutely. He picked me up Saturday morning. We went and played, had a great time. We were on our way back to the hotel, and his name, Stan, made a statement to me. He said, John, I, I, I just really want to open up and kind of bear my heart to you. I said, sure, Stan, what's up? He said, you know, John, I have worked tirelessly for 
all these years to build up my businesses. And my businesses are probably worth about $9 million. He said, to be really honest with you, my wife is cared for for the rest of her life. My children are cared for for the rest of their life. He said, here I am now entering the decade of the 50s. Why should I work as hard as I have worked up to this time to build my businesses up to $35 million? Why not just take it more easy because my wife and children are cared for? Well, I immediately looked inside and I said, Holy Spirit, you got to give me an answer for this one. I said, you know, I have written, and at that time, seven years ago, it was 17 books. It's now 22 books. I said, I've written 17 books. I have gotten on airplanes. I've flown about 12 million miles all over the world, every continent except Antarctica. I have fought jet lag. I have eaten uh, foreign strange foods to me. I have, you know, stood on platforms, worked tirelessly. Uh, writing the books takes hours and hours and hours. You know what? I'm cared for. My wife's cared for. My children are cared for. Why should I write another book? Why should I get on another airplane and fight jet lag and different cultures in order to continue to preach? And Stan laughed. He actually laughed at me. And this is what he said with a smirk on his face. He said, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes when you face Jesus. And I said, Stan, you just said the exact same thing to me. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. His little smirk came off his face. We're in downtown Los Angeles. He turns to me and he goes, what are you talking about? I said, Stan, here's the deal. Both you and I have a call of God on our life, and we have gifts to accomplish that call. My gifts happen to be writing and preaching. Your gifts is making money and giving into the kingdom. I said, Stan, I am using my gifts to build the kingdom. The, the problem is you have not connected the dots. You have not realized the magnitude of the call of God upon your life. And he just, he, he was speechless. And I said, Stan, every one of us have been given gifts and we can do one of three things with gifts. We can use the gifts for ourselves to build ourselves and our family. We can use the gifts to build the kingdom or we can leave the gifts dormant and not use them at all. And I said, you have not connected the dots. And I remember six months later, he called me up and he said, uh, hey, John, how you doing? I said, well, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? He said, can I be really honest with you? I said, sure. He said, I have been haunted in a good way every day for the last six months by the words you spoke to me. I said, well, what are you doing about it? He said, I'm busting my rear end to build my businesses up to 35 million so I can give more to the kingdom of God and build the kingdom of God in a greater capacity. So this is the situation. Every one of you that I'm talking to right now, you have gifts that God has placed in your life. I want to talk to you about those gifts today. Now, first of all, Romans chapter 12, verse 6 speaks specifically to this. Paul makes a statement. He said, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Now there's 
three words that I want to highlight at the beginning of this message that are going to be very important and very key to what we're talking about. The first word I want to highlight is the word grace. All right, let's read that scripture again. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. The word grace there is the Greek word charis. When you say grace to the average Christian. This is what they think. And the reason I know this is we did a national poll all across the United States. Over 5,000 Christians were polled. And we asked them, what is the first thing you think about? What is your definition of the grace of God? The top four answers were forgiveness, it was salvation, it was a free gift, and the love of God. Only two, and this is the tragedy of the survey, only 2% of those over 5,000 Christians said that the grace of God is God's empowerment. Yet this is exactly what God says to the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. God says, my grace, now listen to these words, my grace is sufficient for you for my power works best in your weakness or your human inability. So God right there identifies his grace as his power. If you look at 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter makes a statement, grace be multiplied to you as his divine power has given to us everything we need to live a godly life. Peter directly attributes the grace of God to being his divine power. If you look at the Greek word charis, Strong's defines this word as gift, favor, benefit, gracious, liberality. However, Strong's goes on to describe this word as the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. So there's an outward reflection of what's done in the heart. That's the empowerment of grace. Remember in Acts chapter 11, when Barnabas went to the churches in Antioch, he saw the grace of God that was on the people. He didn't hear about it. He saw the divine empowerment that was being reflected in their life. So when you hear grace, don't just think forgiveness of sins, salvation. That's 100% accurate, but don't limit the definition. It is God's empowerment, listen to my definition, that gives us the ability to go beyond our natural ability. Write that down. It is God's divine empowerment upon our lives that gives us the ability to go beyond our natural ability. Let me tell you something about the call of God on your life. The call of God on your life, you can never, ever, 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 ever accomplish it in your own ability. <laughs> yeah, God made the calling that he placed on your life beyond your natural ability. You want to know why I know that? Because if God made it if, if, let's say it this way. If God made you able to fulfill the call that he placed upon your life in your own ability, then he'd have to share the glory with you. And God said, I'm not sharing my glory with anybody. So that means that God made your calling beyond your natural ability so you would have to depend on grace to fulfill it. Oh man, that one makes me really excited. This is why it is so important you understand what I'm saying to you. Now, that was John Bevere, and you can find that clip and the entire talk on YouTube if you search under John Bevere, Multiplying Your God-Given Potential. You can also find out more information about John and his wife, Lisa, at messengerinternational.org. And I also wanted to throw in a plug for his book that he's talking about, actually, from this message, and it's called X, Multiplying Your God-Given Potential. So I encourage you to look it up, to go check it out, because he is an amazing writer. And he's gifted 
in that area. And I believe that it will change your life. So have a great day. Remember to go live your 320 life, which is one that is more than you can imagine. God bless you.